0: Welcome to Let's Make Waves podcast. I'm Al-Basri Elbasrimawa, and I believe that we're all here to make waves. I created this podcast to help you unlock your potential by sharing with you tools, resources, and strategies to help you build and grow your business. So, if you're looking to build your brand, gain that confidence and knowledge, content and marketing strategies, find your professional voice, attract those raving customers, and create the professional authority for better business opportunities then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. So happy that you're here. Thank you once again for joining me to another episode of my podcast. So I've spoken uh, previously about uh, Clubhouse. So just to give you a little update, the verdict is not out yet, but so far, I'm really enjoying the presence on Clubhouse it is still a bit early for me to say the exact return on investment, the ROI on spending time and connecting on Clubhouse, especially when it comes to what is its impact directly on my business. But I have connected with great people on that platform and have participated or attended in some of those rooms in there. And today what you can directly get in addition to connecting with amazing people, of course, is if you put a call to action in your bio or in your profile on Clubhouse, you can receive some traction on that and you get people into your funnel, you know? So if you have a, let's say a freebie or some sort of call to action, it's a great way to gauge the, and test the ROI of how much time that you spend on that platform. So, You can take the discussions to your DMs, which is on um, Instagram, since at this moment, it's still new. Uh, Clubhouse is relatively new, so there is no direct messaging. I'm sure they're going to do that uh, later on. But for now... um, Private messaging only happens via Instagram. And that's a great place where you can take the discussion further or connect further with any potential connection or client or anybody that you find on Clubhouse. So, from a marketing standpoint, as a social media platform, it is very interesting. But there is no direct monetization on the space as of yet, as of yet. But it could lead to to that if the connections are made and taken outside of the platform via a call to action or via DMs on Instagram. But I do want to put something out there. I think that this platform will be some sort of a disruptor in the social media sphere and I say that because on other platforms people usually curate their presence so they contemplate what photo they're gonna post, they edit a video or you know they they think about or reword a tweet you know but on this platform everything is like live audio so there is no prep work there and you can get um, you can get asked on that platform or be part of a conversation that is spontaneous. So I believe that the real person inside will come out to service on such a platform. And this is great for people who know their business, who come from a place of connection, and who want to share their knowledge, you know, it might be a complete nightmare for others, because there's no, you know, you cannot retouch anything there. So that is what I really love about it. And so That is what I have to report so far, but I do want to share this experience with you, my valuable listeners. So if you are not on Clubhouse yet, I am ready to share three invites with three different people. Now, what you have to do is you have to be first of all, an iOS user, because it's only available on iPhone or iPad. Unfortunately, it's not available on Android as of yet. So that's the first thing. And my second ask is that if you subscribe to my podcast, please send me a screenshot of your subscription to info at ranamawad.com. So that's the email address, I-N-F-O, info, at ranamawa.com. And the first three emails will have the invite sent to them. Okay, so that's all you have to do. If you like my podcast, please subscribe, send me a screenshot, and I'll be more than happy to send you an invite to Clubhouse because I really want you to test that experience, see if it kind of resonates with you and if it can create any kind of impact on your business. All right. So, let's start with today's episode and that is collaborations. And the reason why I want to talk to you today about collaborations is because it is one of the marketing tools in your toolbox that you can use to achieve several things. So, the right collaboration can help you further grow your personal brand, your reach and be in front of new audience and you can also attach your image or connect your image or your brand to another brand that shares the same values and directions as yours. So there's so many benefits that can happen from collaborations as long as you create the right type and the right format of collaboration. So before I go a little bit in depth on this topic... And how to use this marketing tool to your advantage, let's start by understanding what collaboration really is. Now, by definition, collaboration is when a group of people or when a brand and a person or when two brands come together to work on a shared objective or a shared project or a shared mission now there are many types of collaborations there are collaborations at the workplace within the same organization but be- between you know different departments of the same organization there are collaborations between two companies or two businesses There are collaborations between a person or an entrepreneur and a world-renowned brand or a business. And there's also a collaboration between two entrepreneurs or two content creators or two influencers. So what I want to shed the light on today is collaboration that benefits your personal brand and grows your image and customer perception or one that has a direct impact on your business while exposing you to a new audience. And here's the thing, not all collaborations are strategic and can be of advantage to you. Some of the biggest biggest issues with collaborations can be the wrong association with another brand or organization or another person that may that you know, it may result in a negative impact on you. Um, It could also have another issue, which is overshadowing of a strong brand over your brand. And this may result in diluting your message and your image. Or it could be a non-beneficial collaboration where the partner you chose benefits more from the collaboration with you than you from them. So it has an unbalanced type of collaboration. In specific it is important to identify which collaborations will help you further build your brand and establish your authority and your image and your reputation. So these are collaborations where you are very clear and uh, you have a very prominent part in the agreement. It is not only a collaboration that uses your name and your image without your active participation in it. And another thing is to keep in mind is that when collaborating with another brand or another organization that has a bigger or a stronger brand presence than yours, um, is to have a solid negotiation strategy where your image is not swallowed by the large brand or where you don't seem like you are an afterthought to the overall collaborative outcome. It might seem that the collaboration is a great opportunity But if you cannot clearly identify the exact benefits to your brand and to your image and to your business, then the collaboration is not as interesting as it would seem from the outside. So it's really, really important to approach collaborations strategically and to gather as much information as possible. So when everything is negotiated, all the parties are benefiting from this approach. And the first thing that you need to identify is whether this person or brand is suitable to col- to collaborate with. So what is the objective? And that's the first thing you need to keep in mind. And this might sound like an easy point or an obvious point, but it is a bit harder than it looks because while you might be building a partnership of collaboration for a certain objective, it is not the same for the other party. Or there are other results that might come that might come up other than the objectives that you guys agreed on. So if it's a business partnership, you can collaborate with another brand or another company in an effort to team up to uh, pitch together or take over a complex, a complex project that otherwise you alone might not, might not be able to take. So the objective here is a business-related objective. Another objective could be reach. So you might find that collaborating with a peer whose business or work complements yours uh, and you guys can do a series of lives or podcast episodes or posts or videos might bring you both a reach and access into each other's audience and might also break the ice of you using a platform that you haven't used before. And therefore, not take on this task alone, but through a collaboration. There is also the awareness objective, and this can be done through partnering with a person or a brand who has a bigger audience than you to cover and expose a certain project or a cause that needs to be known by more people. There is also um, the sales growth objective, where a brand collaborates with a social influencer to create a certain, you know, limited edition product or a service that pushes sale. So you see from all these examples, the objective is very important and it doesn't have to be based on sales numbers only or social media growth only. The the objective can, um, can be interesting to both parties and benefits both parties. The objective can be business growth, through project acquisition or awareness or exposure exposure or affiliate marketing or list building. So there's infinite possibilities to the kind of objectives. Now, the second thing you need to identify is what is the target? So what exact results are you both expecting or planning from this collaboration? It's simple, what's the ROI? Identifying the target and agreeing on it is an important, important step in the success of the collaboration. So if you're collaborating for the purpose of exposure and the other party is collaborating for monetary benefits and you both create an agreement around that, then the expectations from both ends are managed. So target identification is Key because many collaborations falls flat on its face because expectations are not managed. So watch out for this point and make sure that everyone is on the same page when it comes to targets and expectations. And the third thing that you need to identify is the duration of this collaboration and the rights to the final work if there's anything of that sort. So all collaborations have a beginning and have an end. Be very specific on when is this collaboration over. It could be a one-week, you know, a one-week work, or it could be a one-off work, or it could be a project that is based on a certain timeline. It could be an annual contract that gets updated every year. So the important thing is that it is really clear that there is an end, to the collaboration and both parties agree to that and also agree on any changes that happen in the time of its validity. So if there is if you need to end that collaboration, it's really clear in the contracts How does that go about? And if there is any kind of extension, there's also certain notices that need to take place so that both parties have agreed. And from the creative work, so if there is any kind of creative work that results from this collaboration, or there is a product that results from this collaboration, the rights of ownership has to be really clear and agreed upon prior To the start of the collaboration. So you can even go into further details in the rights clause in the contract to also include, for example, non-perpetuity clauses, you know, if that's applicable. And this is really important, especially when the outcome of the collaboration is either a product or it's a creative work. Um, it could be, you know, music or video or or some kind of art. Yeah. So there's a lot of possibilities over there. And the copyright ha- and the ownership of that um, uh, result of that collaboration has to be clear in terms of which party has that ownership and for how long they can use that uh, product or that uh, art you know or any kind of uh, um, um, service that happened from that collaboration, and for how long so as I said at the beginning of the of the episode, collaborations have many, many features and many faces and many types. Today, I just wanted to cover the importance of looking at collaborations from the angle of brand building, because when a collaboration fails, the first thing, the first thing that it impacts is the image of the brand or the image behind of the person behind the brand. So taking collaboration seriously, whether you're in the beginning of your, you know, entrepreneurial journey or somewhere in the middle, it's really, really important I hope that this episode makes you think about collaborations from another angle. As always, I'd love to know more of your thoughts. So we can always discuss this more in the show notes, ranamawa.com forward slash 17, or you can email me your thoughts anytime. And don't forget to participate in the Clubhouse invite. I can't wait to share those invites with you. And this brings us to the end of this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe or Better enough, leave me a review and maybe a five star if you think I deserve it. I'd love to connect with you on social. I'm very active on Instagram at rana.mawad. Thank you once again for tuning in. I can't wait to touch base with you once again next week. So till then, have a great week and take care.